We're live. You All right, Laura. Tired. Hmm? You sound tired. I'm exhausted. All right. So, Laura, did you meet any black people this week or any new black people this week? I did. Okay. I have a lot, so I'm just going to try and run through. Just run, run it down. Okay. Last week, I took the bus. A white lady offered me a seat, but then I looked to my right and I saw a black man was sitting there and I had to sit next to the black man. So I sat next to the black man. So he was my first black person. And I didn't mean to be rude. It was just like I, I was drawn to him because he looked like me and I don't get to sit next to people that look like me very often. Um, the struggle. Oh, the, seriously. We were also in the back of the bus, but I digress. Um, we, there was by choice. The, by, by choice. By choice. And yes. that's what matters. <laughs> um, right. Went to the, um, what's it called? The beauty supply store. Thank you for driving me there, by the way. So I can buy some hair. And I was trying to make a decision between which hair I was going to buy. And this lady was like... Can you please explain the purchasing of the hair, Laura? Because people don't just go oh. to the store and buy hair. Because <laughs> we grow hair out of our heads. Well, And I do that I do that too. But sometimes I want to add to it. I like to get extensions. So you go to the Korean beauty supply store. Because unfortunately, there aren't enough black-owned beauty supply stores that cater to black people. Because um, they just don't exist. And you go and you pick out the texture and the length and the color of the hair you would like. So mine was only two fifty a bag. So this um, was a Korean beauty supply store in Portland. Yes. Okay. Which I will say, also in New York, most of the beauty supply stores, the far, at least in the neighborhood that I used to live in, were also owned by Koreans. I don't know what that's about. Sally's the is a there. chain. Is Sally's like? Is I don't that know. like? Is Sally a white lady? Sally. Is Sally Korean? Is Sally black? Like, who's Sally? Sally could be a white lady because I know the other Koreans in my life are named Kim. I'm just saying. <laughs> Isn't that a last name, Laura? It could have been a last name! <gasps> Aren't there a lot of... I mean, I have a lot of Korean friends with the last name Kim. You're right, though. It could have been a last name. Maybe it wasn't that they were all telling me their first name was Kim. They were just giving me their last name. Wow. Huh. Okay, moving on. Anyhow, so at the... <laughs> beauty supply store I was make, trying to make a decision between the hair that cost $2.50 and the hair that cost $4.99 and the girl was like do you want to touch my hair and I was like excuse me are you inviting me to touch your hair right now she said why yes I have that hair that's $2.50 in my head right now and I did and in case anybody's wondering it was light as a feather and I proceeded okay so you um, got the $2.50 hair I got the $2.50 hair is it and still light then, in your head it is actually very light. It's lighter than the $5 hair that I had bought back home in the Bronx. I was very, All right impressed. Then. very impressed. You better work, Korean ladies. <laughs> Fix it like Jesus. 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 I'm Laura Solis, and I'm having a hard time talking to white people this week. Whew. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Aisha McGowan, and I'm having a hard time not being petty to white people this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. Carry on. Um, the other person you met, because when you had come up to the shop while you and Emoji were driving through the night, like mm -hmm. wizards, I don't know why wizards are driving in the nighttime. I go with no it. Um, <laughs> there was a man that came into the shop, into my job, and he, my colleague was like, hey, Laura, this gentleman would like to speak with you. This was a tall black man that looked like he should have been a part of Men in Black. And he was wearing his like Reverend Luther jacket. 
and his like, or maybe he was holding on to the watchtower. The point of the story is he was a black, a tall black man. Can you please explain that watchtower reference? Oh, Jehovah Witnesses, they have a pamphlet that they, you know, try to talk to you about Jesus Christ the Lord about, and it's called the Watchtower. So I thought he had the Watchtower if he was Latino, it would have said La Atalaya, in case you're wondering. Side note, they have those two really big buildings in Brooklyn, the Watchtower building, they always give me the heebie-jeebies. And it's not that I have- Wait, there's a building in Brooklyn dedicated You've never seen the Watchtower buildings? I feel feel like that's probably, like, where they make the magazines. I don't know. I don't know their life. All I know is there's two of them, and they say Watchtower in big letters, big, I think they're big red letters. It's oh my right gosh. By the bridge is right by the bridge. It's in Dumbo. And I feel Whoa. like they did before Dumbo was a, a thing again. Um, yeah. But yes, the heebie jeebus. Like, I get the heebie Have you ever read one? Um, Not recently. And what's really funny is that we live in the middle of nowhere. Like, you've been in my house, and somehow yeah. we have been visited by two. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to find me because I know they know I'm here. Like, I know they know. How did you? <laughs> you live in the middle of nowhere. Like, you have to like stumble upon your house. <laughs> like, wow, you went out of your way. Um, they find people. They're they're like private investigators. To give me this, to give me this watchtower. But I'm sorry, carry on. <laughs> um. Oh wait. So yeah, in conversation. Well, the point is, he came there because apparently we owed him some money, and by we, I mean the company I work for, not myself personally. But um. <laughs> Come to find out, bust how he is from the Bronx and moved here like five years ago. Grew up uptown, used to spend time in Harlem. He knew Nina Simone growing up. Oh my God, gave me life. Anyway, this was the first time in a very long time that I had seen a black man inside of my bike shop. So I was very excited. Anyhow, there was him. Oh, and I went to the march, which we'll talk about more later on Saturday and a the women's half, march. yeah the women's march okay. the um there was a a girl who approached me and I call her a girl because she was like 19 years old okay and she was like hey can I march with you and I looked oh. at her and I'm like well nationality she she was brown I just knew she was she was she had okay. some like some milk in her coffee is what I'll say okay. and I was like okay and this is after three white ladies had already put their hand on my shoulder to ask me about where I got my jacket from. It is not okay to touch me. Uh, do not touch me. So I was already so tight, but she did not. It was that cute, great, uh, cute khaki looking jacket though, right? No, it was my Lululemon because I was riding my bicycle. And so oh, I had to wear my okay. bicycle jacket. But anyway, I got my new Gore-Tex one, but that's, that's amazing. I'm sorry, off topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Focusing. Um, and later on, I found out that she's half african-american half russian okay so of course i'm looking at her and i'm like you could be potentially what my babies could potentially look like but anyway um (laughs) she she and i of course proceeded to do the thing that i'm sure lots of black people do in white cities we counted all of the black people we saw um and there were 44 other people besides us you (laughs) ran out of fingers at least we did, but do you know that there were over a hundred thousand people that were marching? All righty then. There's that. that. Well, there's my excitement. <laughs> um, today I saw a black man, another black man that came into the bike shop. Can I just say that wow. I now? I think I unofficially lay claim to any person of color that comes into the shop. Like as soon as they come into the shop, I like sort of lunge my body towards them. Mm-hmm. Like that is where I am right now. Consider doing that. 
I did not, I don't physically lunge my body, but oh, my okay. soul is definitely okay, your ahead soul of me is lunging. before, okay. yeah, oh yeah, my lunge, okay. my, my soul lunges forward. Okay, I think those are all of the black, oh wait, and last but not least, because I got my hair braided, because remember how you had taken me to mm-hmm. the, I did, then, okay, right, you and mean? Aisha, my other, other Aisha in my life, of mm-hmm. course she can never replace you, um, she and her whole family were there. So I got to meet the little person. I got to meet her mom. I got to meet her little brother. I got to meet her boo. So they was all shades of brown. So there's that too. All right. Those are all my black people. So many black people. Okay. Wow. Oh, Aisha, did you meet any black people? <laughs> um, hmm. Well, I drove through the night from San Francisco, well, where I live in the Bay, um, basically San Francisco, up to Portland. And, and you lived to tell about it. I did mm-hmm. live to tell about it. I had a whole encounter with uh, tire chains, install- oh, whatever, irrelevant. Either way, I made it onto the other side of the mountain, and I stopped <laughs> at a gas station because I needed gas because that's how cars work. And mm-hmm. this gas station was very closed. It was like maybe 5 in the morning, 4 in the I don't know. It was early. And there were two people two men who just came up out of nowhere and they were just having a conversation in front of this closed gas station while i was pumping my gas mind you i have my wait wait how can you pump gas if the gas station is closed i guess the pumps stay on and you pay using a card it's automated oh, okay so, so you weren't stealing god i, I did not steal no gas <laughs> mind you i feel like i was in oregon so maybe this is why i went astray the second time i went to the gas station the point here being there was oh, a black man they let you pump your sorry irrelevant keep going right well, nobody was there. So there was a black man. Maybe I wasn't supposed to use this gas station. I don't know. Either way, I got my gas. Saw a black man at the gas station at 4 or 5 in the morning talking to a white man about the weather conditions. And I saw, I, I met them. And then I met your guy at the Bronx, in the, from the Bronx in your bike shop. And mm-hmm. then when I took you to the hair shop, the beauty spot store, the hair mm-hmm. shop, I went and got gas in a, again. <laughs> pumped it myself and you weren't supposed to do that I, while mm-hmm. i was waiting this black man comes up um and the thing clicks and he takes it out because it was done and i look at him and i go i wasn't supposed to pump my own gas was i he goes no <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know let you do that because you like, know I, I was like i'm sorry and he's like i'm not gonna make a fuss about it and i went on about my day so Thank you can't you pump much, your own sir. gas if you're ever in oregon or new jersey just remember you cannot pump your own gas. Um, Why is that? I get, and I met some black folks. Um, my husband works for Soul Cycle. He don't count. You with him every day. Right. He's not the black folks I met though. Oh, okay. Okay. So they opened a new Soul Cycle in the Seattle area in Bellevue, and they imported some black people. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Please explain they're, that. They're I need you like, to explain that. Because black people have been imported to this country before. So I need oh, you to explain how I this mean, is I mean, they've just given them jobs and now these people have moved to Seattle. Um, they get paid. They get paid to be there, yes. Okay. I saw like maybe three black people like walking down the street in Seattle, but not very many. Hmm. And hmm. when I said I was in Seattle, somebody posted on my Instagram. They were like, oh, that's my old hood. There ain't no black people there, though. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why do I not ask this question? <laughs> Did the person who posted this, were they black? They were black, yes. And okay. now live in Atlanta, okay. probably. Because There's lots of black people there. <laughs> there were there are lots of black people. Yeah, that's all our black folks this week. 
Yeah. So this week, but yes, Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're getting better at that, actually. I know. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I imagine you in front of the mirror. <laughs> Practicing. I'm sorry. I do not practice in the mirror. <laughs> um, so there's an article um, on Essence.com of 29 powerful black women calling the shots in the Obama administration. So it's there's a picture of them all um, gathered together, I'm assuming somewhere yes. in the White House, and they just are exuding black girl magic and black excellence and black beauty and just all things black and wonderful. Yes. And they just, you know, helped Obama run this country for the past eight years before he turned it over to whoever's in place now. Do you we ain't got a name. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Yes. So, yes, they get a yes queen from me. <laughs> um, I want to, this is the second time I'm mentioning Women's March, but you shared this with me. <laughs> you just shared it on, you just like texted it to me um, later th- earlier this week where <laughs> someone had, on Twitter, I don't know if it's their original picture, but I'll shout them out anyway. It's at Reign of April. She posted this photograph oh, no, of a black a woman. I know more about her. We'll talk more about her later, but tell them about the picture. Oh, well, she posted a picture of a black woman sitting, sucking on a lollipop with a poster that says, don't forget white women voted for Trump. And in the background, there's these three white women with their little vagina little hats. Kitten, little vagina hats. Mind you, they're bright pink. I don't know whose vagina is bright pink. You may want to see a doctor if it's bright <laughs> pink. I'm just saying. Anyhow. <laughs> Um, and they're all like texting and what have you, but yeah, it's just like you know she's at this woman's march, but she makes she wants you to be you no know, you she wants you to be sure about the fact that yes, the white women are the ones who voted for Trump. But yeah, I was there for there, I was here for her rather. So yes, queen, yes, queen for t- telling it like it is amongst all the damn white people. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't feel as brave during the march. I wanted to yell some things, but I was outnumbered, <laughs> so there was that. All right. <laughs> Okay, moving forward. Pardon me, miss. Pardon me. So we asked y'all last week, we talked about education and black history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we asked you guys if you thought it should be taught in schools and or taught year round, basically. And at what age should it be started? Like, should they start teaching it? And so we got a few responses. Yes, Same. we did. I'm gonna what give was the first homegirl's name? I'm going to give y'all some fake names. Okay. Um, um, so, hmm. Deborah. Deborah, I like said, it. Deborah can be anybody. Deborah said, Deborah said mm-hmm. hi, I live, I've lived in Portland for 17 years and really miss the diversity of my hometown, Los Angeles. I enjoy your podcast and witnessing your beautiful friendship. Aw. My answer to your question, should Black history be taught all year round, is a resounding yes. The whitewashing of American history, as I know you are aware, is pervasive and perpetuates white supremacy. I hope this link works. It's an article written by a Portland area teacher who incorporates civil rights history into her classroom. Unfortunately, she is an outlier, outlier, and we really need broader curriculum changes across the country. Not expecting that to happen under Dorito Mussolini's administration, Mm. but yes. So we'll have to share that link later. Yes, we will. Because oh, I had a, yes. I had an exchange on Twitter mm. with um, well, it's on Twitter, so you can see it. So I'm just gonna say her Twitter name. 
<laughs> I know. Oh, this, this is the Mango Girl at Trini Mango Hater, um, and I her can't. like name name is a Caribbean feminist. And she said, black history needs to be taught from the beginning alongside the trauma white folks perpetuated because denial abounds. Snap, snap. Yes, there snap. were multiple exclamation points. Um, so yes, and we did have a nice little inter um, interaction about how I also hate mangoes and that does not make us not black or does not make her not Trini. So y'all can go somewhere with that. Okay. Okay. I wait, wait, how do you know you don't like mangoes? I do not like mangoes because I have eaten mangoes and I do not like them. And I've when's tried the last one time mango. When's the I last tried time you tried one? When's the last time you tried one though? See, maybe your taste buds have changed. Mm. Have you ever had a Haitian mango though? Laura. Those is like the nectar of the gods mangoes. I have recently had dried mangoes and I didn't mind them. It was one of those things where it was like I was eating them and I kept mm -hmm. eating them, but I wasn't like, man, I love this. But I was like, I'm gonna eat some more. I don't know. I don't like mangoes. That's the point. But mm. thank you guys for that feedback. Yes, thank um, you very much. That's what's up. I agree with mm -hmm. both statements wholeheartedly. Wait, I what's our question for this week? Um, I didn't come up with one. We'll we'll come up with one after our discussion. I'm sure a question Something will, come will produce itself from our discussion today. So, um, this week for Trump transition, mm -hmm. if you have been hiding under a rock, I don't blame you because um, Earth to everyone, Donald Trump is now the 45th president of the United States of these America. Um, yeah, that's only because Obama didn't resign and then make Biden the 45th to mess up. He was up never going to do that. I'm that just saying. Never gonna I'm just saying. I, okay. I should have signed the petition. All right, keep going. <laughs> he was never going to do that. Okay. But it would have been funny. Because we feeling petty. That's, that's, that's that petty. Yes, okay, petty -liciousness. So, um, so, yeah. So, the inauguration happened. I didn't watch it. I'm never going to watch it. Um... But I did see some pictures, and it was sad. Ain't nobody was there. He had, like, a handful of folks. The, like, bleachers during the parade looked <laughs> empty. Sad. And sad. the mall, the National Mall, looked pretty empty as well. Oh, wait, did you see that picture, though, of where they, like, zoom in? Because there was literally, like, white space. Oh, where I guess no. is where See, people were right. That was not the Ku Klux Klan <laughs> assembled on the National Mall. I did see that and it was too much. We ain't gotta be that petty, folks. I we ain't gotta be that petty. I'm not I'm not there. Yeah, I'm not on that level of petty yet. It was so good. It was so good. It All was right. clever, but unnecessary. <laughs> that that was too much. You gotta draw the line somewhere. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, yes. So also, the Women's March happened the day after. I have mm -hmm. questions, comments, and concerns on that that we will discuss uh, later. Um, you keep saying that. I'm getting excited. I can't wait. I know. I just, I just want to get through things that we need to get through so we can actually talk about the stuff we want to talk about. Um, on his first day in office, Trump removed a bunch of stuff from WhiteHouse.gov. <laughs> Not WhiteHouse.com. Because WhiteHouse.com oh, is a porn site. I learned that in high school while trying to look something up. Don't go there. You have been <laughs> wait, warned. Wait. 
can you name the thing that he removed the same way? I forget the woman's name that did the beans, green, tomatoes. But can, you, can you do it in the <laughs> same Caesar? rhythm? Yeah, there you go. Can you do it a la Shirley Caesar? <laughs> I don't know if I can do it without laughing, but since you've requested, I guess I could try. Okay, okay. Put right. me on the spot. All right, let's see. <clears throat> Climate change, civil rights, LGBTQ, immigration, <laughs> criminal justice reform, education, health care, disabilities, ethics, equal pay, veterans, you name it. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, it's not funny, though. You can't just eradicate that <sighs> from your website. This is the government. Like like, all these things are still real. How are you going to pretend like they don't exist anymore? Oh, we're just going to stop talking about climate change. It's not real. <laughs> veterans <laughs> who are they what women's immigration women. rights no. she's the worst okay and then the last thing is that trump put a gag order on bpa <laughs> and pretty much the, on science he just put a gag order on um, science that they can't um report any facts i guess they can't talk about anything um they can't talk to the press they can't use social media but then you've got the badlands national park who like just tweeted a bunch of facts <laughs> these are not later. alternative facts though right no these are these are like facts so um one of their tweets was burning one gallon of gasoline puts nearly 20 pounds of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere hashtag climate so they were just like tweeting facts Ooh, like literal facts literal facts. <laughs> well not, i mean i guess not alternative there's facts. no other way <laughs> yes there we go um and i guess that got shut down because you know there's a gag order and so now <sighs> if you want to follow badlands you can follow i think it's a badlands hombre <laughs> uh, NP or something like that. I'll find the thing in. And um, is that really is that really them though? It's the official, unofficial. Okay. Yeah, I think it. Is I it mean, like they the can't they can't say it's really them because oh, they're not allowed to. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if it's really them, but somebody. Um. Someone's claiming to be them. Though. Somebody's claiming to be them. So. Okay. Yes. Which hilarious um so yeah so i mean there's a ton of other things that happened in the trump transition this week i honestly can't keep up because Bird. somebody gave that man a pen and he is just signing away rights as we speak left and he's right taking a nap because it's like midnight over on the east coast but you know he gonna wake up and start writing again signing stuff he don't need to be signing word uh so that's that okay so now we have reached the meat and potatoes of this week. Yay! <clears throat> so um, the topic I wanted to talk about, um, I saw a sign. One of my friends, um, her girlfriend posted a picture for the march holding a sign that says Black Lives Matter more than white feelings. And she is a white woman. So it was, you know, extra impact. Like she mm -hmm. understands that Black Lives Matter more than her white feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm with it. I appreciate her. Okay. I'm here for it too. Yes, girl. Yes. So I um, posted this on my Facebook and the reaction was mostly like, of course, you know, that's, that's obvious. And then mm -hmm. one woman decided to <laughs> tell me that the problem was that I was not seeing all the colors. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Well, um, <laughs> did you know this woman? Was this a public? Not like, from you Black publicly? Jesus! I did not know her. <laughs> and how did she, 
it's usually a friend of a friend that somehow mm. maybe the friend commented or liked or didn't like or something sure. on the post. Sure. And it popped sure. up on this other person's timeline for some reason. Gotcha. And they feel the just urge to chime in with their foolishness. And you ain't seeing all the colors. What's she trying to say? The vibrant colors, the rainbow. Like this went on for a while. And we were just like, just read it, read it again. Like maybe you didn't. <laughs> Wait, when you say we, you mean the other people in the comment section were saying? Yes. We were, we were trying, trying to, to understand why she was confused by this very simple <laughs> statement. And she was like, you need to read between the lines and you'll see the colors. And we're like, what? What? What is she? The colors of the wind? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, all I kept thinking of is that, remember that popsicle where it was like, the colors, Duke, the colors. Yes, <laughs> that's all I like. The colors, like, those are dope. I'm just like, woman, the colors <laughs> are not the problem. No, I see the colors. No. Other folks ain't seeing the colors, which is the problem. Discriminating against the colors, right? That is right. the problem that we are having here. Because they act like they way, don't see me. The statement is simple: Black lives matter more than white feelings. Ain't got nothing to do with no colors. Okay, no. Black lives, <clears throat> the lives of Black and brown folks matter more than the feelings of white folks. Now, I will even give you all lives matter more than black, white feelings. I will give you all lives matter more than all feelings. I will give you that. But this statement is it's black lives <laughs> matters more than white feelings. And there is yes, nothing untrue about that statement. There is no caveats. There is no alternative <laughs> truth in there. It is a very <laughs> simple statement. And I don't understand why she felt the need oh, to tell goodness. me and my peers that we needed to see the colors. Like, what colors were, were we supposed to be looking Damn, at? Damn, I wish I would have been in there. I wish I would have been in there, yo. And then oh. she had the nerve to delete her original comment. And I was feeling petty and called her back in. <laughs> well, somebody was like, oh, what happened to the original thread? And I was like, well, such and such deleted it. And then she came back <laughs> talking about the colors again. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that you called her out, though. Like, I we have... need to do that. We need to. I know someone called her petty, but I'm just trying to keep it ahead. We're not actually friends, though. She could have oh. gone about her day like she never did that. And it made me so upset. And I understand mm -hmm. that self-care and blah 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 yeah, i get it all right yeah sure and i usually have a like three strikes in your out rule where if you come at me with foolishness three times i don't talk to you no more okay like that is my form of self-care sure for whatever reason this lady and her colors were getting on my nerves and i could not <laughs> let it go um, let it go so that let brings me around to the the march itself and i chose not to go i mean Mm -hmm. It wasn't just uh, I didn't want to go. I was also dead tired. I actually did see some of the march in Seattle. Um, mm -hmm. Very much <clears throat> um, filled with white people. Yes. Yes, um, yes, it is. Yes. I do believe that if I was on the East Coast, I would have gone to the march on Washington. Okay. Um, because they had over 500,000 people. Yes. Same with New York. New because York I has. am confident that at some stage I was considered. Not me, I usually yes. down as an individual, <laughs> but me as Black an African American woman. woman. Yes. Yeah. Um I cannot say the same for 
the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not made clear. Um, or I get that because I only felt comfortable to go to the Portland one. I think I mentioned this already when I saw that the organizer was changed to a blackity black woman. And I was like, oh, and it, not just any blackity black woman, but a blackity black woman who made it very clear that she knows that black lives matter than white feelings. And she, I might be quoting her actually, because that is, that's how she rolls. That's how Margaret Jacobson rolls. All right. But we have, my, we ain't, M- Michael, we ain't have no Margaret Jacobson here. No. So no. I didn't, I, I don't know how they roll. Um, either way, I, I do want to make it clear that I'm not against the march. That's not where I was mm-hmm. at. I just did not feel inclined to attend. I think the march was very important and I am proud and thankful for every single human who showed up. Um, but with that being said, I do feel very skeptic of the motives of a lot of mm-hmm. the folks who showed up. Mm-hmm. I do feel that there was a very blind sense of ambition for a lot of the attendees I and, I, and a very yeah, large um, ignorance that came with that. Um, do you care to elaborate, ma'am? Um, I think some of those signs, like the petty signs, just like really drove home my exact feelings. Like the, um, was it the white women voted for Trump? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and the Black Lives oh, Matter more than hey, nice white ladies, we gonna see oh, you at the next <laughs> Black Lives yes. Matter. <laughs> exactly. It was just like there was a lot of accusations of Black women being very divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, when they presented their feelings about the march and about... We're not the- allowed to have feelings, Aisha. Right. So that's yeah. pretty much what I wanted <laughs> to talk about. The fact that Black women or Black people are not allowed to have feelings. We are expected to always be digestible to everyone around us. We are expected to not even just show a minimal amount of respect, but to look happy and to look pleased and the, to look okay even when we're not and most of the time we are not and i was just thinking about like how much we have learned to just be in this state of like feeling like garbage and still continuing on with our lives because we don't have a choice like my current ambitions are to become a professional road cyclist right and Mm -hmm. i'm also still very upset every day that black folks are being treated the way that they're being treated beyond cycling like that has nothing to do with that but i can't wear that on my sleeve i can't show that nah, you better that. be so smiley and happy or just i have to be smiley and happy or people don't want to come near me with a 10-foot pole they can't digest that they can't they digest, can't an digest black that. Woman. and that is why the, the 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 phrase black lives matter more than white feelings really speaks to me because all anyone seems to care about is white feelings. That is what makes this world go around. And yep. even just recently in Chicago, there was a, a, a man who um, oh, was God. trying to get into his own car and some lady called 911 and they came, tackled this man in the ground and they were punching him. Like there were like extra punches in there. I was watching this video. They, they, yep. they were unnecessarily punching this man. And he's trying to understand what is going on. And the whole time, like he comes out his car 
hands are up yeah. in the air. Before Clearly no possible way that he could be ha- holding a weapon of any sort, not a threat to a and they were saying he was resisting. And he's on the dashboard camera, and you can see that clearly he was not. There was kicking, there was punching on, like towards him. Like the for, entire from the time. officers, he wasn't kicking or punching. They and the were entire kicking and time, him. he is still referring to them as sir. He is still being the most respectful human being on the planet, of the face of the earth, because he knows his life because literally depends on it. Yeah, he literally depends alive. on it. And then and that's how we are expected to live our day-to-day lives. Okay, you I'll be you. honest with you. I could not mm-hmm. watch the entire video. I literally turned it off as soon as I heard the lady who called 911 say, I wasn't trying to racial profile. Oh, my God. I almost threw up in my mouth when I heard that shit. Seriously. I turned off the video because I could not hear. Her, and, and, oh, well, no, I, I didn't. Listen. I heard the officer trying to console her. And then oh, yeah, I don't you worry, honey. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. So I'm sorry, y'all beating this white, this, uh, this black man on the ground mm-hmm. and you're worried about this white lady's feelings because she called the cops on somebody because mm-hmm. she thought they were breaking into their own car. Mind you, oh, it was this, his car, by this the young way. man, this young man happens to be a PhD pursuing his doctorate in medicine somewhere. Why does that matter, Laura? It, it doesn't, matter. it doesn't, it doesn't. I actually don't even, I, I, I only say this because fuck if I know I'm, I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame Donald. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna own my shit. But the point is, like, she she was consoled for having called this. Called the for racial profiling. She was being consoled. She, was consoled. she made a mistake. It's okay. It's okay. It's not okay. Don't worry. She could have that man the, the police man or the whomever did the face of the phone. Said. I turned it off because no, it's not okay. And stuff like that happens all the time because white feelings make the world go round. They apparently, do. Apparently so. They do. They always have. White folks feel threatened by black folks and that is enough to get black folks arrested or killed yep. or anything in between. And it has been happening since forever. <coughs> forever. That is how colonization happened. White folks felt threatened and decided that they wanted what these brown and black folks had and took it. Speaking the again about them. Because they had guns. Word. Word. Your weapons were different than mine. Your weapons were um, more powerful. I, speaking about the march, and he, like even though I went to the march and I sought out to be an attendee of the march, very quickly... I regretted being at the march mm. because I didn't have a buddy. Um, like, I'm sorry. I I did not I did not have you next to me to and see it's funny because had you been there then I would have been strong for you, but <laughs> it was I I have never been in such a large crowd of white people and I felt like I was like lost in a sea of whiteness which and I I it was overwhelming and when I tell you I was almost on edge like I was emotional almost the entire time and there were police officers that were because this was of course this was a permitted march so there were police officers along the route people are smiling at the police officers thanking the police officers and I instinctually turn away from the police officers and want to get myself cl- closer to the center of the crowd so, as, so that the police officers don't lock eyes with me. 
because I don't know, this was just my instinct was like, no, police, go away. Like, go in the opposite direction of them, you know, with my hands out, of course. Um, well, and it was, and <clears throat> I was grateful to the young lady who had asked me earlier if we could march together because we then proceeded to march the entire like four hours together. We didn't speak a whole lot, but you know, unless you were just like 36, 37, you know, just shouting, shouting out like the next brown person we saw. But not until the very end of the march, which there was a stage where there were a few speakers and there was this woman who was an immigrant to the country who decided to speak entirely in Spanish, who had a translator. Um, and she was talking about her experience in this country and how she has been extracted from her home. This was like eight, nine years ago, extracted from her home and her children witnessed this for no good reason, mind you. And then she had to stay at a detention center um, and, you know, the sort of trauma that caused and the emotional therapy that her family is still going through because I mean, what child would not be traumatized from having watched their mom be extracted from their home in the middle of the night? Like Elian Gonzalez, anybody, but anyone, anyway, um, it was, I, I like legit started like tearing, like the fat tears, like rolling down my eyes. Cause I'm just thinking about my mom as I'm watching this or listening to this woman speak. And it was also because she was speaking Spanish and I don't get to hear that too often while I'm out here. And it just makes me think of home. But then this woman started um, saying, what's her name? Asada Shakur's words about, you know, all we have to lose are chains and so forth. And I'm just like, shit. And then there's this white man with his camera in my face. And I'm like, you're not going to tokenize me or like just what, like, exploit my feelings right now so like I can't yeah I might have flipped in the bird like stop <laughs> like don't like why is the camera in my face I know I'm only the one of like 12 people in this crowd that is brown but you're not going to be recording me as I'm bawling my eyes out right now like this is not here for me. this is not why we're here um so I admittedly the only like my favorite part was the end when I got to hear that woman speak but I would have rather been elsewhere because those people were not there for me. The chants I wanted to chant were not being said. Like, I think about, you know, no justice, no peace, no racist police. And that's not what's going to be chanted out here. They're talking about love Trump's hate. And I'm just like, mm -mm. Oh, <laughs> except that don't work them, out. We love Trump's hate throughout little, that election, didn't we? And uh, he's right? president. Like, so while they're wearing the little like pink vagina hats and shit. And I'm just like, do you <sighs> have brown ones? Because mine don't look like that. Like, Y'all are not here for the same reason that I'm here. Like, y'all... Mm. Well, Brian itself was so exclusive because <clears throat> to be woman-identifying doesn't mean to have a vagina. No, and... no. Or let alone that your vagina look that way. Like, or that you do have one. bright pink. <laughs> like, like, I don't, like, and whoever that... Who, again, if yours is, seek help. Um, <laughs> it was just... I was... Uh, and, like, then they would... Like, at one point, they were shouting out, like, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then it turned into um, trans lives matter. Trans lives matter. And then it turned into immigrants' lives matter. Refugees' lives matter. Gay lives matter. And I'm like, see, and this reminded me of a conversation you and I had had about the Black Lives Matter movement and how the message is diluted when you start to include you know, the subgroups that could be found within the Black community and so forth. And it was just like, <clears throat> nah, y'all are not, mm, like, I didn't feel comfortable chanting all that. And I'm not saying that I don't agree with those statements. It's just, 
I felt like it diluted the message. And it was like, why are we trying to be so, like, I'm all for intersectionality, but mm, I don't know. There's a, there's a line that I just felt was being crossed. And I was just like, nah, nah. Well, so I would see, have rather not gone. Or my issue with I would that, you I would have been there. So you could have been petty okay. at me. I'm going to address this Black Lives Matter chant thing. For whatever reason, I get frustrated when that slogan is co-opted. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, again, not because I disagree that other things don't matter or that other things do matter. It's that that slogan in particular is, in my opinion, reserved for a very specific thing. Yep. And I feel like there are other ways to convey the struggles and hardships of other marginalized groups without using that particular co-opting and using that particular phrase. Well, I had I had people who say cyclist lives matter and that that pisses me off because it's like <sighs> of <up>. course <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I, I ride but, a bicycle too, however <laughs> there are two things wrong with this. First of all, y'all only started saying that after Black Lives Matter came around. Yep. Second of all, ain't not now not one of y'all wearing that shirt black. Like every time I see it. <laughs> and it or saying that phrase and it drives me crazy. Wait, 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 wait. It drives you crazy that white people are saying Black Lives Matter? No, it drives me crazy that white people are saying cyclist lives matter. Oh, or that I got you. Other things lives matter. And it's like, okay, yep. I get it. It's a it's an effective phrase. That's why Black Lives Matter uses it. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's another way to convey the message that you're trying to, to make without diluting your own message. I feel like Serious. when you say that, I just think of Black Lives Matter. When you say Trans Lives Matter, I still think of Black Lives Matter. I yep. don't think first of Trans Lives Matter. And I think that trans lives do matter. And I think there is a way of saying that that is using different words that would be more effective. What those words are? No, I do not know. But what I'm no. saying is that you are literally co-opting the phrase that is attached to something else already, and it takes away from the effect and effectiveness of your message. Yep. Here, here, here. By here. all means, keep shouting. But when you say that, all I think of is Black Lives Matter. Yep. Maybe that's just me. I can only speak for myself. Well, I'm in that boat too, then. Yeah. Um, so going back to your March experience. All mm-hmm. of those things are the very reason I did not show up. I personally don't do well in large crowds to begin with. Mm-hmm. And you and I went to the inauguration four years ago, and I went four years before that. And both times, and I still have pictures, both times the crowd was filled with people who look like me, which I am going yeah. to tell you folks does not happen very often. No, and but it, it was, was amazing. an amazing and empowering experience, and I did not feel like I normally feel in a large group of people because when I am normally in a large group of people, it is normally a large group of white people. And I know it might sound like I don't like white people, but that is not the case. I feel like I have to have my guard up when I'm around a large group of white people for so many reasons. And it is not a comfortable place for me to be. And so I feel very anxious and very uptight and not very relaxed. And it's just not a fun experience. And so I just try not to subject myself to that unless I need to. See, it's funny you mentioned that because as a child, I wanted to go to Thanksgiving Day Parade. And every year my mama said I couldn't go because she didn't like parades. She didn't like big crowds. And now what I think she was really trying to say is she was trying to keep me away from all those white people. 
because when it came down to it, the only other other times I've been in large crowds was the the 08 or 09 inauguration, uh-huh. as well as protests back in New York, like back in like 2014 and so forth. And of course, I was surrounded by people that looked like me. So I felt empowered. I felt strong. I did not feel like I needed to have my guard up for anybody else except for the police, of course. Because um, you knew everyone was on the same page. For the most part. Actually, that makes me think about the fact that this week I kind of had this like aha moment, if you will, like a breakthrough in my heart where I, it finally made sense to me, like how or why some people say brother or like, hey, brother, hey, sister, like things of that sort. Like I like dead ass, dead ass. I see a black person, we family. Like, I don't, I know we ain't never seen each other before, but we're family. Like, I will regard you as family because, damn it, it is a struggle to find somebody else that looks like me. So we family. Now, hey, cuz, like the dude in the bus, sure enough, I was standing next to him. He my brother. Like, that's why I sat next to him. I'm probably never going to see him again, but that's my brother. And that's just how that is. No offense to you, white lady that offered me a seat. You look very kind and nice too. But guess what? That's my brother. So I got to sit next to my brother. Like, that's just how it is. And I just, I was so like nervous. I was on edge. I was just like, I don't want to be here. I don't belong here. And admittedly, I thought I would see more people of color, which is partially me being naive because it's still Portland. So it's still white landia. But it was, I'm happy I was there. But then there were just random people that would like smile at me or come up to me. And I was like, do you expect me to smile back at you? Like, I don't want, I'm not happy right now. I feel so sad and angry right now. Oh, you reminded me of the thing. Talk about it. Please speak on it. Speak on it, girl. So you know how they they have that thing called resting bitch face? Yes. So I was thinking today, like, how... We all have resting blackface, but there is nothing we can do about it. Like, there's literally nothing we can do about it. Our, like, the color of our skin is threatening. We have resting blackface. Like, I'm trying not to be so loud because it's 10 o'clock. But, but like, Jesus the Christ. implications that come with just being black are off-putting to a lot of folks. Am I wrong? No, Aisha, because remember I had told you about that time when I went for a walk. I just randomly <laughs> decided I wanted to go for a walk. And I realized that I had to be smiling. My hands had to be outside my pocket because I needed to be as non-threatening as possible because to the people around me. Because you had resting blackface. Exactly. Yo, you just diagnosed me, girl. <laughs> I have resting blackface. As I was everyone a else. <laughs> in Seattle. I went into a so convenience like store because I've been looking for... um. Something doesn't matter. Chapstick. Okay. Either way, a specific. A Ooh, girl, you know I got like fifty eleven chapsticks. I'm right, sorry, but I want the medicated one, the Blistex, the brown, the circle, whatever. Girl, Either I way. have two of those. I'm sorry. Focus. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Either way, I walked in the store. I got my hands in my pocket. I'm chilling, and then I was like, "Girl, who do you think you are?" I took my girl, hands. Girl, right you can't put your hands in your pocket when you walk into a store. I took my hands. I made them very visible. Right I smiled. I said hello. Aisha, we're conditioned. Because, like, I will take it a step further. Like, if I have a bag with me, like, from another, oh, like, you, grocery mm, store, you know, many you, close, you close the bag, you seal the bag, you zip up your pockets if they have zippers, your hands are present. 
because I don't need nobody thinking no nothing about no nothing. Which is why I do not Girl. prefer to be surrounded in large groups of white people if I don't have to. Because all of these things that you're always thinking about, constantly worrying about, it gets exhausting very, yes. very quickly. And why? Why do we have to do this? Because of white feelings. Because yep. white folks feel a certain way when black person is around. And but Aisha, then, when I tell you that they would just give me that smile and I was just like, I'm not, I, I can't be there for you today. <laughs> like, I can't be there. I I'm, have this, to be here I'm not here for right you. I'm, I'm here, here for, me. for you. I'm here for me right now. I can't smile for you right now. I know you want me to smile because you want to say you saw a happy black girl at the march. But no. I'm but Laura, you're the representative for every black person. You can't be, you can't be frowning. You gotta, you gotta represent well, every single I'm, one of us. I'm sorry, y'all. We're gonna talk about it at the cookout. I'm sorry. No, I didn't do a good job on Saturday then. It was ridiculous. I couldn't, I could not rest in blackface though. That's some real shit right there. I didn't go because I felt petty and I unlike some folks, did not want to be holding those kinds of signs. And I did not want to bring my negativity to the march because I understood that it was the, the intentions were good or whatever, but mm -hmm. I was not completely 100%. Therefore, and therefore, I felt like it was under the umbrella that if you don't have any nice to say, th anything nice to say, don't say anything <laughs> at all. I didn't gotcha. show up because I ain't had nothing nice to say. <laughs> so I didn't show up for it. You like the girl with the lollipop. <laughs> I was like the girl with the lollipop. Like I understood the reason that the march was necessary. And I, again, am very thankful that people showed up and did what they did. And I'm glad that there were great numbers. But I think that just shows the power of people to organize and the number of available humans to get something done in this country. Yep. And it just made me so mad because... People have been trying to get stuff done in this country forever. Where we were can't all get these that white ladies in vagina show hats? Black lives Matter? Seriously, where, where, were, the, where were the white ladies in vagina hats? Where were they? Taking selfies. Putting them on Tinder. <laughs> Apparently, that's the new Tinder profile. You get your, your vagina hat selfie and put it on Tinder. Wow. Wow. Are you feeling some kind of way right now, Aisha? You feeling some kind of way? Petty. <laughs> I my, like it. My, I my like, friend that was I like, like oh. You need to see all the colors. And I was like, what colors? <laughs> what colors do I need to see? Tell me more about these colors you speak of. She was talking about Jeez some Louise. the clear Gosh. tears of the somebody. <laughs> and I was like, I know this is petty, but clear is not a color. <laughs> wow. Wow. I miss this. Damn. Oh, that part is still this there. Is, that part is, is still there. Okay. Because I'm like, the, cl the clear tears is still there. And I couldn't respond yeah. to things. I've just been feeling all sorts of petty. And I know I'm better than that. I know I am. But I hate the fact that I have to be all the time. Yep. Seriously, like, why do we always... Oh, actually, we're not there yet, but I want to give a shout-out to someone, actually, that I know. His name is Chaz, and he has this song that's called Ten. And it pretty okay. much is... The lyrics are, like, one of the lyrics of the song... I think it's in the chorus. It just says, we are always at a 10. Like, you can never be a 9. You always have to be at a 10. And that's how I feel about being a Black person in America. I can never have a bad day. I can never not be at a 100. I can never not be, you know, at a 10 well, in this case. Especially and, in Portland, because you are the sole representative for your people, for a lot of folks. My And um, my hair braider, she is a native Oregonian. Okay. And... It was really interesting because we, of course, had like eight, nine hours together with one another because she of was braiding my hair and that's just how long that takes. Um, and it was, I was interested in hearing her perspective as a native Oregonian about, you know, do, what, how do you deal with racism and so forth and so on. 
And yeah, she deals with it. She's been dealing with it more regularly than I ever have because she lives here. So she's had the cars chasing her down. She's had the cars revving towards her. She's had, you know, she's seen the people with the Confederate flags and so forth and so on. And I'm just like, shit, I've only been here for 15 months and I'm already like, get the hell out of here. She's like, she is living through it. And she's lived through it since she was a child and was being called a nigger, like with a R, with a hard R. So mm. like, yeah, it's like, whoa, like to live an entire life this way in modern times, like what in the good F? Yeah. Not for nothing. East Coast folks. We're we have it so much easier on the East Coast. So like, much easier. It's not easy, but it's no, nope. no, no. It ain't easy. Don't get no. me wrong. Heck no. But, but at least there is reprieve or recovery. Like here it's just all the time. That and I ad- admittedly, I I mean I think I might have had some inclination that that's what I had to look towards when I was that's not no that's not good phrasing but the point is I expected some of that moving out here just not as much of it because I knew I wasn't going to be seeing a Puerto Rican flag when I walked down my hallway every single day I knew that that you know I wasn't going to be actually no I do smell weed every day but that's just because marijuana is legal here in Portland (laughs) different than living in the Caribbean neighborhood but the point being um I knew that it would be different I didn't know it would be agonizing um, and that's what it is. It's like, well, damn. And so, yeah, every day I got to be at a 10 because otherwise, oh, no, no, no. Like today I came to work and I had a uh, resting black face. Oh, gosh. Everyone was, everyone was, didn't know what to do with themselves. And I was just like, Ugh. like, I'm just not here for y'all today. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm having, having a hard a time. Like y'all people. have bad days all the time. I'm just having a bad day. I ain't got like, nothing I have to do with you. Seriously. Not a thing. Oh. Not a thing. But somehow it will be a thing. Let us move. Let us move on. Okay. Let us let us let Do us continue on with our episode for the people. I had a question, actually. So mm. one of our mutual friends recently discovered white supremacy as a spectrum and not just as the KKK. Um and they only just discovered this? Okay, well I mean we all get there at one point or another. Well, I understand the connotation and how it could be easily hyperbolized to only mean that to certain folks. Actually, I I'm, I, actually I'm going to take that back because I will say when I used to live and I had only lived in New York, I probably also had a, 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 a view that was more similar to, your, to the mutual friends. So this person asked, a broad statement of what does white supremacy mean to you? And I want to pose that question and give her some more answers because I think it's a very good question. And um, we assume what the answer would be for others based on what the answer Mm -hmm. is for ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I'm often surprised by the responses I receive to to these types of questions. So what what does white white supremacy supremacy mean to you? you? What is the, define white supremacy. Okay, so we have a list of things for Jesus to fix. I guess actually, I want to actually no. I think I have the one thing. I just want to put hands, Mm. lay hands, lay hands. There we go, Father God, Father God. We come to you today, Father God. We come to you today, Father God. Ask me to lay hands 
on Martin, the Luther, Martin King Luther King the third. Yes. And all of his and, relatives. And hit the and the niece. The, did you hear about the niece who confirmed that she like she was like, Yeah, I voted for Trump? You ain't hear about her? I Father God. <laughs> Please. Father God, baby Jesus and Muhammad and Buddha, all of y'all. I'm gonna need all y'all to come together. Come together, please, this moment, sir and son, ma'am. Awaken the descendants of Martin Luther King Jr. And remind them of this man and his message and the dream that he had for us all. Because he had a dream. He did have a dream. And it was not for them to meet with Donald Trump or to vote for Donald Trump or to do anything Uh, with Donald Trump. They misinterpreted the dream. I am pretty confident that that was not a part of the dream. That's mm-mm, that's not that's not what it was. Do you remember that episode of the Boondocks where Martin Luther King came back and saw what was going yep. on? Mm. Yep. Mm. I have it on my I have it saved on my Facebook. I think I'm gonna share it on the. By the page. way, if no, if y'all have never watched the Boondocks, if that's not something that you've ever been exposed to, expose it's on Netflix. To the Boondocks. I'm gonna say that again. Please watch the Boondocks. <laughs> we'll say that's it in a also for the people in the back. The people in the back. The, watch the Boondocks. It is watch very. You can Very watch it good. from the comfort of your own home. Ain't nobody else got to know you're watching it. It's okay. It's okay. Watch it, though. It is very Ooh, good. Yes. It is a very good look at a pers- the perspective of the world in the eyes of a just regular behind black person. Yep. <laughs> I'm thinking about, remember, nah, I have too many of those moments. I can't even, I can't get started. So, yeah. <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, no, I we think, don't got to talk about it. We don't got to talk. No, about no, it. I think that's enough for Black Jesus to fix. I mean, okay. I wanted to. Um, did never mind. We're gonna move on to Black creatives. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly, because you know where things can go. You know where they can go. Okay. Um, but speaking of Black creatives, so I so during the march, I had because I couldn't talk to people because you know. I had a resting blackface, so I let mm-hmm. my music speak for me. So I just want to tell you about a few songs that were on my playlist. I'm just going to give you three of the songs right now. The first one, or one of them, was by Jamila Woods, and she has done some great work with, like, uh, who's that dude? Chance, the rapper, I believe, and the other one that talks about the black people. That's all of them, I guess, though, right? Um, but anyway, the point is she has her own single called Black Girl Soldier, and I'm going to say my favorite line, because she was giving me life, okay? She was breathing life into me while these white people were smiling at me and they were expecting me to smile back. And, like, one of the, one of the lyrics goes, um, she scares the government. She's a deja vu of Tubman. And I was like, yes, girl, that's me. That's me, girl. Because she, you know she's talking about me. But maybe not just me, though, because there was a whole bunch of black girl soldiers in my heart that day. And... Some of y'all are black girl soldiers. If you have not heard this song, it's on the YouTube. It's on the SoundCloud. I try to buy it off of iTunes, but it ain't there. I'm trying to support a sister, but she ain't letting me right now. But it's okay. I'm just going to tell y'all about her. Another song, we already spoke about her before, Senya and her Mexican chef song. Oh, we was blasting that on the Boombotics too. We was also blasting. Were you at the march with your Boombotics, Laura? Damn right I was marching with my blue body. Tell us what I was supposed to say something to the people. It was through my music. Shit. Okay. 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 What was the other song? Oh, by Nina Simone. Um, 
Actually, I had two songs by Nina Simone. I had Mississippi Goddamn, which was about, it was a response. This, she, her music was from the civil rights era, but it was a response to the killings, the beatings, the hosing, that sort of a thing, the lynches, the lynching that was occurring. Also known as and, Everyday Life. <laughs> and Everyday Life, pretty much. Um, and just how she was so disappointed with how all of these cities had been responding to it and the, their governments. And then what you later on let me know to be a cover of a Billie Holiday song called Strange Fruit, but I was playing the Nina Simone version. And let me just say that the hippies, and by hippies, I mean people that look like they were like in their 20s, teens, in the 60s and 70s, they were giving me second looks like, yes, girl. Like I even saw a few black power fists, even though they weren't black. And I ain't gonna call it the white power fist because that's a whole nother issue. So the point is, the white people nah. gave me the black power fist. And I was just like, yes, girl, yes. And it was just like long, hippie, white lady hair. And I was just like, yes, I'm here for you too, girl. But yeah, so they were a part of my song. That's how I expressed myself during the march. And these are my Black creatives of the week. Um, ooh, and we got to watch Hidden Figures while you were here for 24 hours. We did. It was really good. Oh, so we didn't good. see Hidden Fences. But nah, Hidden Fences, that one was sold out. <laughs> that that one movie does not exist. That's <laughs> what that was. Ridiculous. That movie was an insult to Ridiculous. all of us. Ridiculous. How they gonna combine the two want... black movies? Whatever. We ain't we, we're not gonna go there. Either way, there could possibly be two of them. Hidden Figures was the Viola amazing. Davis and Denzel Washington. Yes. Um, I do want to watch their their movie, but I don't think I'll be able to. But anyway, Why sorry. Not? Because I'm going away to bicycle school this weekend. Oh, right, right, right. And so I'm going to be like sequestered for like two weeks. By the time I come back, it probably won't be in theaters anymore. Mm. I mean, it'll come out on like DVD or Netflix or something eventually. Right. True I that, too. True that. True that. Okay. True that. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen Hidden Figures, it is amazing. Um, there was actually a story that I came across about um, some lady in like Arkansas or something. And they were like, this is the Arkansas Hidden Figures story. And now it's, mm -hmm. like, slipping my brain of what she did. Um, it's going to hit me in, like, a second. So I'm going to move on, and then it'll come back to me. Have they been nominated for Oscars? Probably. Um, I know Moonlight was nominated for Oscars. And um, Another great La La Land is probably going to be nominated for, like, 511 Oscars. I'm not watching that. Yeah, I, and I love. I like Ryan Gosling. I love Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling and musicals. It's a perfect recipe, and I'm sure it's a fantastic movie. Um, but I'll wait for it to be on Netflix. I will wait for I'll it wait. to be available on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, what was else? What else was was I? Oh. So remember when the Cosby show, your family, the Cosby's, you know, yes. before all that other stuff happened. But when we was, when we was when we still were down with the Huxtables and, mm -hmm. um, and um, then Denise went to college. Oh, and she had to go watch it. She had to be in a different world. Yes. She had to be in a different world. So Blackish is talking about having a spinoff of one of their characters. Hmm who is going to go to college. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait. Let's go back just, just a second. Mm -hmm. 
how did you feel about a different world? Did you watch a different world? I love the different world. I still love a different world. I think it's probably one of the best um, thing or best TV shows we have in the history of black television. I mm -hmm. think it is, it was representative of, because there's a ton of like, look at these white teenager shows, you know? Yeah. But it was like, hey, look at these young adult black kids trying to figure out their life. They ain't got it all figured out yet. They're not being the representative for the entire race. They just live in their lives. And they had a token white girl and it was the best thing I'd ever seen in my life. So I was here for it. And she was great. Like it wasn't even like, she wasn't like, she wasn't like a Becky, like a Becky type white girl. She was just a white girl. Aisha, Aisha. I understand. Uh, what is, no, no, no. What I is understand Becky, Aisha? What is, who Becky is. is. <laughs> so who is Becky? I've been thinking about this. Would you consider it a slur? Like a, mm. maybe? Well, I like to think about it if we put the shoe on the other foot. Right, that's how that works, right? Um, so let's say they called her a Rhonda. Right, and there probably is. A, I mean, they don't say Rhonda; they just say nigga. But like, Ooh, let's say stop. no. See, that's not why. That's see, that's not the same thing then. Because to me, Be right. Becky is just like a basic white girl, like just a basic. Oh, it's like saying white people. Mm, see, not even. You think it's less harsh than white people? I do. I think she's just basic. Okay. I think Becky is just basic, like real basic and real white. Don't know nothing. So like she wear Uggs. She, she drinks her pumpkin spice lattes. She drink her pumpkin she, spice lattes. And she was at the march. She got a black coffee. friend. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Like the one. She know a black person. She, at, that taught her how to twerk. That taught her how to twerk and said it was okay that she could get cornrows. And she could say the the n word sometimes. Mm -hmm. All right. Either way, we don't. So I don't know. I I don't know if Becky is a slur. I don't. Oh, it might be. Can that I could be a question. Say, can we add that to the question pile? Is Becky a slur? Is Becky a? Slur? <laughs> I don't know. Teach right. me. Teach me. I want to say that I think it might be. I at a minimum, it's offensive because I wouldn't say oh, it. Oh, it is definitely offensive. <laughs> that falls under the whole umbrella of like. You know how black folks be just changing white people's names just to yeah. be mean? Like, just oh, did to you, be mean? Did you read the Twitter story from that dude? That was <laughs> And he just changed everybody's name, like, every five seconds? Everybody had a new no, name? No, 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 no. That was a woman. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it was a dude. He went to class. But did you read the woman one, though? The woman one where, yes. like, at work? Yeah. Yes. yes. All right, we're going to have to, like, write, we're going to have to post references to these things. People are like, what the hell are they talking about right okay. now? Okay, so just a quick rundown. The dude one. Homeboy is in college. He goes to class. He sits down in an empty seat at a table. It's filled with white people. Their friend comes in late. He is also white. They have a little meeting. They congregate and decide that they want <laughs> Homeboy to move because their white friend wants to sit in his seat. But there are no but other there seats are no other seats. in the entire room. And he is like, mm -hmm. nah. So while he's telling this story, he is giving everybody at this table a name like Jeffrey or Tom or I'm just making up names now. But just like Matt, Bill. Yeah, just <laughs> the whitest names he can think of at the time with no regard and he's not just telling us these names he is calling them out loud by these names <laughs> even though he knows fully well that they have <laughs> real names of their own and they are getting annoyed because they are not these are not their names and he is doing it to be rude like he is doing it on purpose to be rude and he's not the only person who does this and then the no. other story was about a woman is it the woman who was at her job and yes, somebody yes. saw her name and like laughed or said something offensive. And so she made a point of calling him out of his name 
for months on end. And then everybody in the office started joining in on it. And then eventually he got sick of it and came to her. And she was basically like, now you know how it feels and stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the two stories. But anyway, Blackish. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's where we were yeah. going with this. The Blackish spin-off. having a spinoff um, starring Yara Shahidi. Um, is that the daughter? It, yes. Actually, it, it I, talks. Okay. It's not confirmed. But okay. um, they're working with Larry Wilmore, who also Insecure. produced Insecure. Um, yes. So I'm here for this. I am oh, did so I tell you I finally that. finished watching Insecure because my HBO free month is about to expire, so I had to finish watching it? We'll have to talk about Insecure in a whole other episode. I ain't got time for it. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I think our current generation of African-American young adults and teenagers could really use a show like this. Because what's like, what is there for them? Like, Blackish is there. But, like, can you think of a... Um, like sh- like family shows for black teens right now that are that is current. that are current no i don't have television um, i know we're not the best person to ask about this I, but I don't have network television the only I black show Netflix. i can really think of is like queen sugar blackish atlanta insecure see my issue with most of those they're adult shows is, well they're adult shows and also of all the ones you mentioned blackish is the only one that's on network television all the others are cable and True. I'm saying, like, I don't, I mean, I probably could access Blackish for free somewhere, but the other ones, I would have to be paying somebody. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way my coins are set up, they nah. ain't set up like that. Okay. Nah. So, yes, those are all of our Black creatives, but I'm really excited about that last one. Okay. Okay. Bust how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what? So, so bust how, two things. My scalp was stressed out. I just thought I should share Explain. this with people in case. Y'all want to go get your hair braided at a hair braiding mess? You need to unbraid your hair and let your scalp breathe for at least two weeks because these if your hair is heavy like my old hair was, it causes stress on your scalp. That's all I got to say. That's just like a PSA. Secondly, bust how Belle Biv DeVoe is about to do. They're coming out with a new album. Now, do you, I'm sorry, how old are they? Bell, like, Poison, Belle Biv DeVoe, for the people in the how back. How old are they? Girl, girl, I watched a little bit of the music video. Oh, and of course, SWV is going to be on the album, too. You are so high. How old <laughs> are they, Laura? They might all be in nursing homes. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Actually, not for nothing, when I was watching the music video for Belle Biv DeVoe, they only look like they're in, like, because black don't cry. Like, it really doesn't. Exactly. So they could have been 70, but they only look like they was like I don't think they're 70. I think they're probably in their like 50s, 40s, 50s. They're too, not that old. Too old. Too old. You should not be singing love songs to me in a group formation. <laughs> unless you are the Temptations. Well, like the high tops and the Temptations or the, and the Whispers was old as hell. <laughs> like, like they kept doing see, it, okay? You see, but the Whispers and the high tops and the temp- How many decades ago was this Aisha? Decades? Well, and they weren't wearing that. They were they were wearing different kinds of outfits. This was like art, okay? They, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's all I have. That's, I will that's be the judge my for myself. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> all right, all right. All right one last. I'll, I'll save a link. How Amazon right now is offering for free ninety nine. That's zero dollars 
a before somebody try and figure out what free ninety nine is. Yeah, <laughs> free ninety nine. That's my favorite price. Um, <laughs> they are offering a book, I guess, like an ebook, a Kindle book called "But I'm Not Racist: Tools for Well-Meaning Whites." It is mm-hmm. for free. We will post it on the Fix It Black Jesus things. If you are so inclined, download this free resource, well-meaning white do. people, and learn do. from it. It will help you. That's all I got. Okay. So, um, please remember to rate and review us on the iTunes, the SoundCloud, and the Stitcher. Wherever and it is you listen to us, review us. Please answer mm-hmm. our question. What does white what does white supremacy mean to you? You can contact and is us. Becky a slur? And is <laughs> Becky a slur? I really I don't I honestly don't know. This is gonna be a teachable moment for me. So there you go. And if you're white, you can help me help. Being called a Becky would make you feel if you have been called a Becky or not. Just let me know. Mm. Um because I, I do reserve it for a special kind of white person. But again, that does toe the line of discrimination. So, you know, just... Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Uh, yes. Great review. Um, you can contact us via the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagrams, or at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. Um, Send us an email. I would like that. Send us yeah, an email, somebody. Um, and <laughs> Laura, why don't you tell the people what you're going to be doing next week? I am going to bike school, which essentially is I'm going to go get my certification in becoming a bicycle mechanic and learn how to run my own bike shop. And I'm really excited because I applied for a scholarship. 300 other women also did. And I was one of the lucky few, one of the lucky 16 that got chosen to do this. And it's one of the main reasons I moved to Portland in the first place. So I'm so Excited. Are there a lot of black women that are bike mechanics, Laura? Oh, I'm sorry. You couldn't see my side eye. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> because bicycling as a whole is a very white sport. So this is a very big deal. I, that's what I just wanted is. to emphasize. I just wanted thank to- you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. How about what what are you up to, Aisha? What what what, what might you be getting yourself up to? Well, I mean, other than the racings and the and the, the ridings, I've just recently launched a very big project called Do Better Together. It is a virtual ride series, and my goal is to encourage people to set goals and make plans and achieve their goals. Um, during these winter months, specifically when it's really easy to get complacent, so. Mm-hmm. Um, for more information about that, you can go to aquickbrownfox.com. And you can also learn more about me there because it's my <laughs> website. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm up to. I'm really excited. It's so much excitement is happening. We're both doing bicycle things, which is how we met each other. So it makes it's sense. normal because we often are doing bicycle things. But yes. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. Please face it, Black Jesus. Bye. Bye.